Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Well, Unai Emery's side ended a five-game losing streak against West Ham on Sunday with a one-all draw. Could Villa have got the win or was a draw a fair result? We'll get to that in a moment. Plus, Frankie asks me a steaming hot, spicy question. But first things first, Frankie, how are you? Yeah, very good. I went to see the movie 65. I've been talking about, you know... Talking about it for weeks, that I want to see a movie that has dinosaurs in it, for God's sake. I mean, who who doesn't want to see that? Went to see it, and it basically had hardly any dinosaurs in it. Ah, uh, what? I mean, you should get you should get your money back. Honestly, you know, I have imposter syndrome, right? I I, I don't. I constantly think, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. I'm not good enough. To... And then I look at this film, and I think, within about five minutes, I was like, well, why did they do that? Get rid of that. Get rid of this. Get rid of that. Get rid of, you know, you've got multiple mm. executive producers and all this. A great concept. Um, Adam Driver, a great lead actor. And they just go and, you know, you're going back to a time when you've got some of the coolest animals that ever lived. Triceratops, T-Rex, uh, the long neck dinosaurs, ankylosaurs, all these things. And they don't show any of them. I'm, I'm sorry. I had to rant about that. I, I mean, you know. No, no, it's it's it's, it's fine. I, I don't know what is upsetting you more. Is it is it the result deep down? Do you think Villa should have got the win, or, or is it the fact that there weren't enough Triceratops in this film for you? Oh, I think it might be the Triceratops, you know. You sure? <laughs> but it also, yes, Aston Villa. Um, the draw. I mean, look, hey, draw five losses in a row against West Ham. Yeah, stops the rot against them at least. Stops the rot at last. So Unai Emery ended our twenty-seven years of hurt against Manchester United. Yeah, uh, with a home win, we finally won a game in our third kit, and we yep. went to West Ham and we didn't lose. I mean, it's all coming up Millhouse at the moment for uh, Unai Emery and Aston Villa. Yeah, his, it's looking okay. His cuffs are bone dry, as Millhouse said. Um, yeah, I, 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 to, to be honest, I think it was a decent draw. I think it's fine. I, you look at the stats in the game. West Ham had seventeen shots, we had twelve. They had six on target, we had four. They had twelve corners, we had only two corners. I think personally that a draw is fine. I think Villa looked the better footballing side. Mm -hmm. I think West Ham were waiting for moments where they could maybe hit us on the break, find a gap in behind um, or get a corner and win a header off that. To be honest, all day long, the corners I was worried about um, because, you know, they've got such tall players. Uh, Suchek has been one, Declan Rice, Danny Ings himself, I suppose. Um, So uh, ultimately, I think Villa... From the very start, we struggled to uh, get into our final third in the first 20 minutes because West Ham just kind of didn't really press us and let us just play it around at the back for ages. So it was kind of like the Simpsons meme where they're passing around in a triangle for ages and nothing's happening. And eventually we managed to work it out to the left with Alex Moreno, who whips in a lovely ball to uh, Ollie Watkins. Six and seven now for Ollie. Good header, good goal all round. Um, and from that, you think the momentum's there now. We were creating, mm. looked like we were going to get the second. And then... George, was that a penalty or not? Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and be balanced in my opinion, as balanced as I can as a diehard Villa fan. Um, yeah. It was very, very soft. I think mm-hmm. we can all agree on that. I think West Ham fans will agree that it was a very, very soft uh, penalty in terms of the contact. I have seen them given. Um, I think Bailey was clumsy. I think that could be fair to say. I mean, what the, the thing is, Frankie, as soon as you... Put your hands on the opposition in the penalty area. You are risking them going down. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, ultimately, it's down to the referee. It's down to VAR to make that call. But Paqueta obviously thought, well, I can feel his hands on my shoulders. I'm in the penalty area. I'm going to go down and see what happens. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. as, far, as far as he's concerned, 
you know, the 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 reward of 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 going down the box like that is getting a penalty and getting your side a um a point. So um, so yeah, I, it, it was it was soft. It was very very soft. I, when I watched it back, I thought, no way is that a penalty. I think when you slow these. Th- things down obviously it looks even less like a penalty i think yeah. uh, in real time perhaps the referee felt that um there was there was more contact than ultimately there was mm. um but um but as i say i've seen those given as frustrating as they are and uh, and I, I just think if bailey had a bit more sense the thing is paqueta was 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 facing away from exactly. the goal mm. so you know there's no need really for him to have his yeah. hands on him so I think that's that's clumsy play from Bailey, but as I say, very very soft. And Paqueta as well. It was a very um, Harry Kane penalty. You've seen Kane sort of. He just sort of slightly holds his, you know, yeah. slightly holds his momentum. Yeah. The opposition player goes into his back and straight over he goes. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I think it's one of them that it probably wasn't enough for VAR to reverse it. No. But if if he hadn't given the penalty, VAR wouldn't have told him to go to the box no. to look at it. I ultimately don't think it was a penalty, but I can see how it was given. Yes. It was, uh, God, it was weak, really weak. Um, and as, yeah, as silly from Bailey. We're going to talk about Bailey in the spicy question, actually. I thought he was pretty poor today, actually. Yeah. Um, I but I thought the, the key battle, actually, first half was uh, Alex Moreno against Jared Bowen. And yeah. I think Villa's main attacking impetus was coming from Moreno, be pushing forward on the left, because we were struggling to break through West Ham's lines, really, they were kind of sat quite deep. Um, uh, but it was kind of when we got it out to Moreno or did a few triangles out on the left-hand side, that's when we were able to create. And, you know, Moreno again started the move that led to Ramsey putting it across to Ollie Watkins, who's almost scored from close range. Good save from Ariola. Uh, Watkins probably thinks he should have scored that. Uh, yeah, he probably should, but also I can see why he hit it the way he did, uh, even mm-hmm. though it was from close range. So I don't really give him too much blame, but I think it's just a shame that we lost that momentum uh, when we did. Um, but Jared, you know, because I think we were going to go on and get a second after that first goal. And they then go and score through Ben Rama's penalty, which is very frustrating. But Jared Bowen was causing us a lot of problems all day. And the penalty came about because Jared Bowen had got down the right, put a cross in, become a, gets a corner. And that comes from his work, really. I think mm. all game he, he threatened Villa and they could have got another goal through his um, approach, through his creativity. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, but what I thought, you know, ultimately, I think uh, Villa did well. I think second half we probably could have got another goal. Yonderan had a good chance, mm. came to him quite quickly. Difficult chance to finish those ones, um, but I think, uh, yeah, um, Buendia, I thought, and Declan Rice was quite a good battle. Mm. Uh, I think Buendia actually gave Rice a lot of problems, and I think Rice wasn't able to impact the game the way he normally can. Though in the second half, he he did send a few crossfield balls, really excellent stuff out to Bowen and to Ben Rama on a couple of occasions. But mm. I think if I think a draw is a fair result, though you could say Villa could have won that, though West Ham fans would probably say, given all the corners they had, they probably could have got another goal themselves. Yeah. Um do you think that's a fair assessment, George? Or do you think that Villa should have won it? Uh, well I think given given our recent form compared to West Ham's. I mean, West Ham, I suppose they, they've marginally improved in recent weeks, but they're still very, very patchy. Their form is very patchy. You know, they they lost quite heavily to Brighton, wasn't it, last last uh, last week? So, um, so yeah, you were sort of hoping that 
we would uh, we would get the three points. But a, a draw is, fa- is a fair result. I mean, if you look at West Ham's chances, Ben Rama looked really dangerous. I know he scored from the penalty spot, but also he forced a really good save out of um, Martinez uh, as well. Mm, um, did, so yeah. they did they did have their moments in open play where they threatened us, uh, but equally. Um, it, it was a, it was an entertaining game. It was kind of end to end in, yeah, in spells. We, yeah. we 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 did have uh, the better spells in terms of possession. We held on. We held the ball for for longer. We had probably nicer, prettier patterns of play. Yes, um, but we but we struggled to um, to break them down. Um, with uh, with Bailey, yeah, I mean he's for a few weeks now. He's he has been out of form. He's been in and out of the side. Ultimately, the only reason he played today was because of Kamara's injury because it meant that McGinn had to play in that sort of number mm. six role and McGinn normally plays on that sort of right-hand side of midfield. Yeah. I don't really think that um, that Emery really knows what Bailey's best position is, frankly. Um, you know, is it up, up top with Watkins in, as a part of a two? Is it is it playing out wide uh, on the right? I don't know. I don't, I don't think we've really seen the best of Bailey in either position, to be honest, this season. Yeah. Uh, and I do, I do wonder about his his future. We discussed, we actually discussed this on the show last week, didn't we? About, yeah. you know, where 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 he fits in and 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 how he how he will fit in in, in the future. Um, well, we're we're going to get onto that in the spicy question. Believe me, it's all it's going to spice up in the second half. But, yeah. <laughs> it's all going to get it's all <laughs> going to get, get it hot, hot and tasty. <laughs> we're going to turn turn the temperature of the thermostat up. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean Watkins. Surely he's got to make the England squad when we Ooh, play yes. at the end of March. Uh, he's banging form. Um, I think that's four goals on the bounce away from home now for him. Yeah, um, he's just looking very dangerous in that in the, in sort of the six yard box, uh, isn't he? Really, I think if you get the ball to him, he's gonna he's gonna score. He's full of confidence. Um, and it's not it's not just that as well. His hold at play has got so much better. Yeah, it has. Like the it amount has. of times we used to complain about it just bouncing off him, yeah. and now. Like the amount, a number of times today against you know West Ham's big tough defenders, mm. he was taking it, you know, into his feet and then like taking it past one of them and linking up play. It was it's just the sort of things that you've I've kind of like lost to faith in Watkins a little bit for that, yeah. and now you really start to see that actually, wow, his all round game is getting better. And maybe it's Ings leaving has helped. Uno yeah. Emery is a great coach that he's got now working with him. But mm. yeah, it's it's I think you're right, George. I think England, I think he's got a real chance now. Yeah, I I would be surprised not to see. I mean, I don't know another England striker who's in better form. Than well, him. Rashford. I mean... <laughs> <Kane>. <laughs> oh yeah, Kane, oh, those two. Yeah. yeah, I think Harry Kane's uh, got twenty five Harry... goals this season. Yeah, <laughs> Harry Kane's all right, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean beyond beyond obviously the the obvious ones, which yes, obviously yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, forgot to even think about. Uh, he's um he's he's uh, he's got to be right in contention. Um, yeah. so we will see on that one. And also good to see Traore out there with a tricky Traore. Tricky try. I mean, the mercurial uh, Bertrand Traore, who I yeah. don't think he even knows what he's doing with the ball half <laughs> yeah. the time. I was watching him going, "Where is, where is, it? where is his feet going? Why, why his yeah. feet goes in one direction, the ball goes in the other." Uh, it, it's it, he's he's very um, he's a very interesting player to watch. It's very funny. I think I think a lot of the uh, his teammates um, don't they're not really on the same wave <laughs> wavelength. Oh, yeah. same, are they? Um, but uh, but hey, he's he's. He can be, he's yeah. I don't know. What that, I literally run out of words trying to think of how to how to describe Bertrand Traore. Yeah. I, well, I love that he's still wearing our number nine. Well, yes, when he came yeah. on with the nine, I was like, oh my god, I forgot, I forgot Villa, he was the yeah. Villa's number nine. That's yeah. right. Um, Incredible. He, he did. He did all right when he came on. Yeah, Again, he, he did. 
I, I think it, it's, it asks a lot of questions about why the hell Steven Gerrard sent him out on loan, considering that we don't really have a, lot, a great number of options out in that area of the pitch. And I no. think that a light for light with Bailey made sense. And personally, if I'm brutally honest, I think he might be a better player than Bailey at times. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think he, he just offers something different. I don't know if yeah. that's good, different, or bad, different, but it's different. Uh, yeah. And uh, and you know, he he definitely is one of those players where you'd sort of you wouldn't really want to come up against him as a fullback because you no. just constantly be wondering what he's going to do next, really. Yeah. So in that in that regard, he is a threat, and I and I would like to see more of him, and potentially, you know, if Kamara's still injured, which it probably looks likely he will be for the next game, the next few mm. games, really. Um, I wonder if Troy might start. I, have, I think after the West Ham game, I think you have to start Troy over Bailey. I mean, maybe Professor Rune, I won't. He'll see training and think that Bailey's more up to speed, and that'll make sense. But certainly, Troy said today, I think in the game that he certainly could start ahead of Bailey and that he offers a new option until the end of the season. I think mm. it was a wise decision to bring him back, basically, until the end of the season. But I would not be surprised if that area of the pitch is where Villa maybe spent a fair amount of money yeah. to try and rectify and just find some consistency out there. Yeah. Um, actually, I thought Jacob Ramsey, he was low-key very good today. Yeah, yeah, well, he was he was he was quiet, but but what he did the simple things quite well. Definitely. Yeah, good link up play, intelligent, yeah. you know, quite yeah. a versatile player. And you mentioned him, John McGinn. You know, I mean, firstly, I think Douglas Louise in centre midfield was also very good at um, yeah. passing it around. He's very, very nice. confident, good football player. Um, mm. But John McGinn, you know, in a role that I don't think is where he's at his best, but I actually thought he was very very good today. Again, I think mm. he um, he's uh, he won the ball a decent amount. Um, I think he held on to it in difficult positions. And a lot, and some of his balls, particularly out to the left, were really, really good. Um, yeah. So I think filling in for that role, I think it made sense. And when you saw Chambers, Alec Callum Chambers come on, and one or two of his touches were quite loose, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it, it said to you again, Professor Unai's got it right again. I keep calling him Professor Unai. I sound like such a suck-up, don't I? But Professor Unai was right again um, because you could see Chambers wasn't quite up to the pace of it. In the same manner that uh, McGinn really was from the off. Um, McGee, uh, Mings and Cons are both very good as well today. I think it's worth mentioning. Um, mm. You know, people always say, oh, Mings, he makes mistakes, blah, blah, blah. But they always forget that he, most of his games are like this. It's just really solid. Yeah. yeah Does the yeah, right yeah. thing most of the time. And, you know, maybe, you know, in like three games time, we'll make a big mistake. Everyone's like, oh, well, there we go. And you're like, well, well actually... Think of the West Ham. Well, game. well, he hasn't. He hasn't made. He has made it one of those sort of like high-profile Mings type gaffes in 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 quite some time now. I can't really yeah. remember the last time he's made made one like that. So you know, yeah. there we go. I th I th George, I think a draw is fair enough, and we've ended that five-game losing streak. And next season, I think hopefully, it, basically, I'd say this: it showed the massive improvements we've made under Unai Emery. Yeah, that draw, but it. And it showed our, we've become a much more resilient team under him. Mm -hmm. But it also showed some of the squad limitations, I think. I think what it also showed is we are going to finish 11th. <laughs> the, um, the race for 11th the, place we are firmly ensconced on our own in that place they're, they're, yeah exactly yeah there's there's a there's a gulf between us and palace below us and there yeah. will there will be a big gap i think between that, us and chelsea so i mean if i was a betting man i mean there'll be very very short odds on aston villa finishing 11th this well, season i'll um, tell you Ch chelsea are nervously looking over their shoulders <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they are all Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. Do 
George and I could be heading for a massive argument, the sort of shouting match you might get in an EastEnders Christmas special. In this, the spicy question. And today, George, I ask you this. It's a man we've just mentioned. It's a man who's often a, a, a hot topic uh, on the All Villa No Filler podcast. It is, George, what is the future of Leon Bailey? I mean, I'd be very surprised if we headed for a massive argument over my opinion over Leon Bailey. I feel, I feel like we never head for arguments. I feel like we always end up politely agreeing. Exactly. I know they should. If we if we disagree, it's like we'll agree to disagree. We'll politely. agree to disagree. Yeah, we'll disagree. Yeah, I, I, we should be working for the UN. Really, frankly. we yeah. we uh, we're very good at sort of negotiating and finding <laughs> common ground. Um, well, yeah. I, I mean, I think. I, well, as I say, I think we both agree that he um, he is a man of limitations uh, he when he joined you know he, he was it was a very exciting uh, addition i think a lot of villa fans were very excited to see him come oh, to yeah. villa park you know we've Big all seen absolutely yeah, we've all seen the uh, you know the youtube highlights reels of you know Bayer leverkusen hd 1080 hp <laughs> skills skills and assists and goals uh, those youtube compilations with the awful house music underneath them oh. uh you know we've all seen them i might add and... the house music to this podcast one day just <laughs> yeah, yeah. well you know it, back in the 90s in 96 i'm taking our, our listeners back a few few years a few decades now uh, it feels um that uh, we signed sabo milosevic off the back of a video that i think his agent made and, and mailed to uh to brian little uh to mm. watch um i want wonder if dean smith was also sort of um uh was was sort of lured in by those youtube videos and yeah. the compilations of leon bailey yeah. um he uh, he's he's shown in spells what a good player he is yeah um he absolutely does have really really positive attributes he's direct sometimes his first touch at times is incredible um yeah he, he can get past players not as often as i think we would both like him to um and he can finish. You know, he has scored uh, a fair number of goals for us. Um, and as we've discussed previously, he wears his heart on his sleeve. I think he cares a lot for the club and his teammates. And he seems like a really good guy, good character to have around the club. That being said, I think he is far too inconsistent uh, for what I think Emery would like to see from his uh, players. I think Emery, he'd much rather... Win games one nil, wouldn't he? Like you know, one nil, two nil. Keep the opposition at, at, at bay. You know, not really play the most exciting, dramatic, entertaining football. I think he he likes a, a calm precision to his players. Um, and Leon Bailey is sort of the outlier there, isn't he? Really. Um, mm. We talked. I talked last week about how industrious Villa are. I'm not saying Bailey isn't, but um, you know, the John McGinn's of this world, the Jacob Ramseys. Buendia to some extent, although he has a few tricks in his in his bag. Ollie Watkins, they just all work really hard. They're good players, they work hard, and they're effective as well. Um, but Bailey, I think he's he's too he blows too hot and cold, I think, for for Unai Emery. So I I think in the summer, if a if a decent bid comes in, because you know, don't forget we paid a lot of for him to begin with and you know and he, and he is a valuable player he's a valuable asset i think if a if a big bid comes in we um we should probably consider it uh, that's my that's my view and and use the money to really strengthen in that area as we talked about with triore as well you know we don't really have a great amount of strength mm -hmm. and depth on that right hand side of the pitch i know mcginn has done really well playing there but i wonder if emery sees him as the long term uh uh, uh replacement for for bailey or someone to come in on the right I just think he's he just doesn't fit 
where we are as a football club at the moment. Yes, I, I think I, I, we'll we'll agree again, George. <laughs> Very good, excellent. Shall I, shall I just manufacture an argument here? Just be like, well, actually, no. Leon Bailey is going to win the Ballon d'Or next season, and you are talking absolute rubbish, mate. Rubbish. I Get off and end the podcast right now. <laughs> Just well, I mean, I, I think I think maybe that's some. I think that's what our listeners want to hear sometimes. Maybe <laughs> a bit, bit, more, bit more conflict between me and you. But we're, yeah. hey, we're two we're two nice guys. That's we're our problem. That's always been our problem. We're just laid back, chilled out, nice guys. You know, we're never going to be a CEO of somewhere because we ain't going to be firing anyone. <laughs> no just, chance. <laughs> oh, but the business is going out. No, I I couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, with Leon Bailey. Um, Yes, uh, he's. he's I, I really hate to be negative about Villa players. So I, you know, I always try and avoid that unless they've behaved terribly off the pitch or whatever. But I think um, Bailey has been. Uh, he's obviously quite a popular guy. I think if he comes across like that, he's a very likable person. Seemingly, with you know, he seems to be quite popular in the dressing room, from what you can tell from the outside. Um, and uh, you know, Emery's given him a lot of chances and kept him playing and starting. Um, but. Uh, for all his natural gifts and talents, um, we see it too rarely, and you, you, it's too inconsistent. I think for a team that ultimately wants to get into Europe and competing for trophies, I think having with Unai Emery, like you said, kind of having a player that you can't quite trust what they're going to do on the day. You know, mm. he can have he can you know he played against Manchester United and scored early against them when we won three one, and I thought he was absolutely brilliant all game. I went to the Crystal Palace game last week and I thought that was the perfect example of a Leon Bailey uh, game where he would be he would get the ball in a really tight spot, um, beat too many. You think, wow, what a talented player. And then for some reason, he'll pa- pa- pass it straight to a Palace player. Or today, you know, against West Ham when Buendia had done so well to win the ball off uh, Rice, I think twice in one mm-hmm. move, taking it around a couple of them, gives it out to Bailey. You're thinking, right, Bailey, cut inside and hit it or, or, or cross it. And instead he just sort of scoops it straight to the West Ham keeper and you think that's not a player who suggests that they're massively confident in what in their own decision making really mm-hmm. um, and it does make me wonder whether um, with that lack of consistency is this why we were hearing links about Nico Williams uh, the uh, Bill Balford who plays a similar role uh, quite young as well 45-50 million I think he would be but mm-hmm. I certainly think that Villa ideally will be looking for a player who's just a bit more consistent than Bailey, I think, um, because I think that Bailey's had a lot of opportunities. And I, I do like him. I do think he's a talented player. And I think he has something to offer Villa, of course. But I just think that I, th- I just can't help but think that Uno Emery will want someone that's a little bit more consistent. Is is how I would put it. Um, so yeah, again, George, I think we've agreed. <laughs> um, the 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 all Villano for listeners will be delighted to know that we haven't fall, regressed into a massive shouting match. Um, <laughs> one day it will happen. We will find a topic where we will absolutely disagree on. Um, but as of yet, I haven't quite found it. No, it'll be a, it'll be something really minor, won't it? Yeah, it'll be it'll be something like uh, you know I, I I disagree that our uh, goalkeeping coach should be employed by the club anymore. Yeah, uh, or, something really hyper. Something niche. like um, where's your favourite parking space outside Villa Park? What do you mean? What do you mean? It's near Aston Hall. No, no. No, I think we'll just have to agree on everything. That's that's just the way it's going to be. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. Frankie, I will see you later. 
Later, George, and uh, up the villa. Up the villa, and it is goodbye from me too. We'll be back again to review the Bournemouth game next, but until then, I'm on Super Aston Villa.